Hi, this is book three, episode four of Puritans Read, where we read great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Continuing today, The Godly Man's Picture by Thomas Watson. Chapter four, showing the characteristics of a godly man. And section two, a godly man is a man moved by faith. As gold is the most precious among the metals, so is faith among the graces. Faith cuts us off from the wild olive of nature and grafts us into Christ. Faith is the vital artery of the soul. The just shall live by his faith. Habakkuk 2, 4. Such as are destitute of faith may breathe, but they lack life. Faith enlivens the graces. Not a grace stirs till faith sets it working. Faith is to the soul what the animal spirits are to the body, exciting lively activity in it. Faith excites repentance. It is like the fire to the still, which makes it drop. When I believe God's love to me, this makes me weep that I should sin against so good a God. Faith is the mother of hope. First we believe the promise, then we hope for it. Faith is the oil which feeds the lamp of hope. Faith and hope are two turtle-dove graces. Take away one, and the other languishes. If the sinews are cut, the body is lame. If this sinew of faith is cut, hope is lame. Faith is the ground of patience. He who believes that God is his God, and that all providences work for his good, patiently yields himself to the will of God. Thus faith is a living principle. And the life of a saint is nothing but a life of faith. His prayer is the breathing of faith, James 5:15. His obedience is the result of faith, Romans 16:26. A godly man by faith lives in Christ as the beam lives in the sun. I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Galatians 2:20. A Christian by the power of faith sees above reason, trades above the moon. 2 Corinthians 4.18 By faith his heart is finally quietened. He trusts himself and all his affairs to God. Psalm 112.7 As in a time of war, men get into a garrison and trust themselves and their treasures there, so the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Proverbs 18.10 And a believer trusts all that ever he is worth in this garrison. I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. 2 Timothy 1.12 God trusted Paul with his gospel, and Paul trusted God with his soul. Faith is a catholicon, a remedy against all troubles. It is a godly man's sheet anchor that he casts out into the sea of God's mercy and is kept from sinking in despair. If only faith is firm, no ruin harms. Use. Let us test ourselves by this characteristic. Alas, how far from being godly are those who are destitute of faith. 
such are altogether drowned in sense. Most men are spiritually purblind. They can only see just before them. 2 Peter 1.9 I have read of a people in India who are born with one eye. Such are they who are born with the eye of reason, but lack the eye of faith, who, because they do not see God with bodily eyes, do not believe in a God. They may as well not believe they have souls, because being spirits, they cannot be seen. Oh, where is he who lives in the heights, who has gone into the upper region and sees things not seen? Hebrews eleven twenty seven. If men lived by faith, would they use sinful means for a livelihood? Chrysostom. If there were faith, would there be so much fraud? If theirs were living faith, would men like dead fish swim downstream? In this age, there is scarcely so much faith to be found among men as there is among the devils, for they believe and tremble. James 2.19 It was a grave and serious comment of Mr. Greenham that he feared not papism, but atheism would be England's ruin. But I shall not expatiate, having written at greater length on this head in another discourse. Section 3. A godly man is fired with love to God. Psalm 116.1. Faith and love are the two poles on which all religion turns. A true saint is carried in that chariot, the midst whereof is paved with love. Song of Solomon 3.10 As faith enlivens, so hope sweetens every duty. The sun mellows the fruit, so love mellows the services of religion and gives them a better relish. A godly man is sick of love. Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. John 21.16 Though, dear Savior, I denied thee, Yet it was for lack of strength, not for lack of love. God is the fountain and quintessence of goodness. His beauty and sweetness lay constraints of love upon a gracious heart. God is the saint's portion. Psalm 119.57 And what more loved than a portion? I would hate my own soul, says Augustine, if I found it not loving God. A godly man loves God, and therefore delights to be in his presence. He loves God, and therefore takes comfort in nothing without him. Saw ye him whom my soul loveth? Song of Solomon 3.3 3. The pious soul loves God, and therefore thirsts for him. The more he has of God, the more still he desires. A sip of the wine of the Spirit whets the appetite for more. The soul loves God, and therefore rejoices to think of his appearing. 2 Timothy 4.8 He loves him, and therefore longs to be with him. Christ was in Paul's heart, and Paul would be in Christ's bosom. Philemon 1.23 When the soul is once like God, it would gladly be with God. A gracious heart cries out, Oh, that I had wings! that I might fly away and be with my love, Christ. The bird desires to be out of the cage, 
though it is hung with pearl. Such is the love a gracious soul has to God, that many waters cannot quench it. He loves a frowning God. Though I am out of sight and clean forgot, let me not love thee, if I love thee not. George Herbert A godly man loves God, though he is reduced to straits. A mother and her nine-year-old child were about to die of hunger. The child looked at its mother and said, Mother, do you think God will starve us? No, child, said the mother. He will not. The child replied, But if he does, we must love him and serve him. Use. Let us test our godliness by this touchstone. Do we love God? Is he our treasure and center? Can we with David call God our joy? Yes, our exceeding joy. Psalm 43, 4. Do we delight in drawing near to him and come before his presence with singing? Psalm 100, 2. Do we love him for his beauty more than his jewels? Do we love him when he seems not to love us? If this be the sign of a godly man, how few will be found in the number. Where is the man whose heart is dilated in love to God? Many court him, but few love him. People are for the most part eaten up with self-love. They love their ease, their worldly profit, their lusts, but they do not have a drop of love to God. If they loved God, would they be so willing to be rid of him? They say unto God, Depart from us. Job 21, 14. If they loved God, would they tear his name by their oaths? Does he who shoots his father in the heart love him? Though they worship God, they do not love him. They are like the soldiers who bowed the knee to Christ and mocked him. Matthew 27, 29. He whose heart is a grave in which the love of God is buried deserves to have that curse written upon his tombstone. Let him be anathema, maranatha. 1 Corinthians 16.22 A soul devoid of divine love is a temper that best suits damned spirits. But I shall waive this and pass to the next. Section 4 A godly man is like God. He has the same judgment as God. He thinks of things as God does. He has a godlike disposition. He partakes of the divine nature. 2 Peter 1.4 A godly man bears God's name and image. Godliness is godlikeness. It is one thing to profess God, another thing to resemble him. A godly man is like God in holiness. Holiness is the most brilliant pearl in the king of heaven's crown. Glorious in holiness. Exodus 15, 11. God's power makes him mighty. His mercy makes him lovely, but his holiness makes him glorious. The holiness of God is the intrinsic purity of his nature and his abhorrence of sin. A godly man bears some kind of analogy with God in this. He has the holy oil of consecration upon him. 
Aaron, the saint of the Lord. Psalm 106, 16. Holiness is the badge and livery of Christ's people, the people of thy holiness. Isaiah 63, 18. The godly are a holy as well as a royal priesthood. 1 Peter 2, 9. Nor have they only a frontispiece of holiness, like the Egyptian temples, which were fair outside, but they are like Solomon's temple, which had gold inside. They have written upon their heart, Holiness to the Lord. The holiness of the saints consists in their conformity to God's will, which is the rule and pattern of all holiness. Holiness is a man's glory. Aaron put on garments for glory and for beauty. Exodus 28.2 So when a person is invested with the embroidered garment of holiness, it is for glory and beauty. The goodness of a Christian lies in his holiness, as the goodness of the air lies in its clarity, the worth of gold in its purity. Question. In what do the godly reveal their holiness? Answer. 1. In hating the garment spotted by the flesh. Jude 23. The godly set themselves against evil both in purpose and in practice. They are fearful of that which looks like sin, 1 Thessalonians 5.22. The appearance of evil may prejudice a weak Christian. If it does not defile a man's own conscience, it may offend his brother's conscience, and to sin against him is to sin against Christ, 1 Corinthians 8.12. A godly man will not go as far as he may, lest he go further than he should. He will not swallow all that others, bribed with promotion, may plead for. It is easy to put a golden color on rotten material. 2. In being advocates for holiness. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings, and will not be ashamed. Psalm 119.46 When piety is calumniated in the world, the saints will stand up in its defense. They will wipe the dust of a reproach off the face of religion. Holiness defends the godly, and they will defend holiness. It defends them from danger, and they will defend it from disgrace. Use 1. How can those who are unlike God be reputed to be godly? They have nothing of God in them not one shred of holiness. They call themselves Christians, but blot out the word holiness. You may as well call it day at midnight. So impudent are some that they boast they are none of the holy ones. Is it not the spirit of holiness which marks off the sheep of Christ from the goats? Ye were sealed or marked with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 1.13 and is it a matter for men to boast of that they have none of the Spirit's earmark upon them? Does not the Apostle say that without holiness no man shall see the Lord? Hebrews 12:14. Such as bless themselves in their unholiness had best go and ring the bells for joy that they shall never see God. There are others who hate holiness. Sin and holiness never meet, but they fight. 
Holiness discharges its fire of zeal against sin, and sin spits its venom of malice at holiness. Many pretend to love Christ as a Savior, but hate him as he is the Holy One. Acts 3.14 Use 2 let us strive to be like God in holiness. 1. This is God's great design he drives on in the world. It is the object of the word preached. The silver drops of the sanctuary are to water the seed of grace and make a crop of holiness spring up. What use is there in the promises if not to bribe us to holiness? What are all God's providential dispensations for but to promote holiness? As the Lord makes use of all the seasons of the year, frost and heat, to produce the harvest, so all prosperous and adverse providences are for the promoting of the work of holiness in the soul. What is the object of the mission of the Spirit but to make the heart holy? When the air is unwholesome by reason of fog and mist, the wind is a fan to winnow and purify the air. So the blowing of God's Spirit upon the heart is to purify it and make it holy. 2. Holiness is that alone which God is delighted with. When Tamerlan was presented with a pot of gold, he asked whether the gold had his father's stamp upon it. But when he saw it had the Roman stamp, he rejected it. Holiness is God's stamp and impress. If he does not see this stamp upon us, he will not own us. 3. Holiness fits us for communion with God. Communion with God is a paradox to the men of the world. Not everyone who hangs about the court speaks with the king. We may approach God in duties and, as it were, hang about the court of heaven Yet we have not communion with God. That which keeps up the intercourse with God is holiness. The holy heart enjoys much of God's presence. He feels the heartwarming and heart-comforting virtue in an ordinance. Where God sees his likeness, there he gives his love. This has been Book 3, Episode 4 of Puritan's Read. We read The Godly Man's Picture by Thomas Watson, Chapter 4, and Sections 2 through 4.